Are you a self-proclaimed pop culture enthusiast? Do you think of your witty letterbox review halfway through the movie? Do your friends groan at the seriously awesome fun facts that you share during a watch party? If you answered yes to any of these, let's be best friends. Hi, I'm Emma Glicker, and I have the same number of Oscars as Amy Adams. Join me for the Industry Wannabe podcast as we indulge in our insatiable entertainment endeavors. Camera. Camera. <laughs> Sound. Sound. Okay. Um, so I did just start this podcast without actually recording. So now we're starting again. And we did an amazing intro that we can't capture again. Um, but we're going to try for you guys. Yeah. Who is speaking to me? This is Whit Pope. This um, is the other half of my brain. To give you some indication... I think that we were accidentally born in separate rooms and then we were separated at birth, came together in college, and now we're doing the damn thing. Yeah. Thank you, Brumby Hall. Yeah. (laughs) For passing, just two ships passing in the night for so long. And then finally, I guess we just talked and... I don't know. Ever since then, it's kind of been like, okay, well, this makes sense. Like, yeah. it all makes sense. Well, then we find out we're born on May 28th, May 29th, same year. We find out we're in the same major. We find out just... We have virtually the same interest on most things, but yeah. not in a um, not in a boring way. Yeah. I think, I think it's... We can talk about the things, but there are small differences that I do really enjoy like just picking your brain about and sort of just getting just to get to see how the sausage is made and kind of understand how you like arrived there and I don't know I think you've taught me a lot just about my own taste and sort of how media affects different artists or because like to think that we have the same brain and then to see how you because, of course, if you have the same brain, it can be boring. But yeah. it's, a, it's a way that I think we work creatively really well, um, emotionally really well. Our humor works really well mm-hmm. together. Um, enough of powdering each other's noses. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we started our creative endeavors in screenwriting, uh, our intro to screenwriting class. Yeah, in the spring. Um, I, what we were saying in the lost recording, um, I thought, and I guess you thought as well, that there was pressure to write something profound and never before seen. Yeah, and and it just kind of, when you think like that, the creative process gets so corrupted by just overthinking that you don't get, it took me a while to just sit down and be like, okay, let's just write something yeah i think you waste a lot of time in imagining a a finished product yeah um and sort of like romanticizing this perfect thing and you just waste a lot of time that you could be just creating yeah and sort of just like fleshing out ideas that don't work first and then arriving at something that does um but yeah i was saying there was pressure but once you realize that this is a class that everyone takes yeah and it's not something that you and chose. And it's just fun. We got to read so many scripts that 
now we get to see people producing yeah for um production basics yeah it's like oh everybody here is doing what they want to do yeah and it's i think i get the most inspiration from that just seeing everybody follow their this sounds so stupid but follow their dreams and do the thing that they want to do or even if it's not your dream like if you write a script that Oh, yeah, you find out that you don't like writing. Isn't your favorite thing? And then maybe in producing that, then you say, I really enjoy being a cinematographer. Yeah. I really enjoy doing sound. Or like our friend Jada, she wanted to be a producer, found out she hated being on set. Yeah. Now she's going full writing. I think you just have to be as comfortable as you are figuring out what you want to do. Well, you also have to be so uncomfortable. You have to put yourself in those uncomfortable situations to figure that out, too, which is great. Yeah. For me to just put myself out there, even though I'm so scared of it, I'm terrified of everything that I do. But if I don't do it, yeah, I'll never know. So much of it, though, is looking at other people and telling yourself that that could never be me. Yeah. And then in hindsight, once you've done the thing, is uh, it's trivial to yeah. think that you ever cared. Well, that's especially we yesterday. Was it yesterday? Two days ago. Well, Two day before ago. yesterday. We just directed one of our scripts. Yeah. Um, I think it went well. And we we're, were still friends. <laughs> and we're yeah. still friends two days after. Um, we started, like, with our rough edit. And I we were literally both freaking out that this thing worked. In I was some freaking way. out that I knew how to use Premiere. Yeah. Well... <laughs> I just, being on set, it's hard, uh, I think it was for both of us, it was hard to think how this would play out, because you have so many different camera angles, resets, like, starting over so many times, you're, you're thinking, how is this going to work together? Yeah, and to just hear, just to go through the motions of saying, oh, we need coverage of this, we need coverage of this, and not even be able to, like... I'm just saying that, but I can't even imagine yeah. what it would like. Cause... And thank God for our DP and editor, yeah. Taylor. Shout out. She, I, I don't know how her brain works, but it's works in a way that's so opposite to ours that it complements it yeah, I perfectly. Think she really, she was a good foil, kind of. Yeah. And it was extremely productive. It Any disagreement we had was so beneficial to... It makes you think. It makes you work. just step take a step back think what am i doing right now yeah because if i didn't have that i know this would be a mess also sarah our producer yes shout out she wore lots of hats yeah i think i was saying in the last podcast acting is so far away from me yeah that i want to get closer to it and since since that podcast i got thrown into the acting sphere just for like two seconds yeah but it made me even that, just being a cashier in a short film yeah. for two minutes. Phenomenal job, by the way. <laughs> I got my flowers for that. People in my class gave me good feedback. Yeah. That I was a good bitchy cashier. You look so which, mad. Yeah. Um, I guess that's why they picked me for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You just think, you just get to see it from in front of the camera. Uh-huh. No, and I... Our actors were all so phenomenal, and they really gave us grace. Yeah. 
And because when you have Emma and Wit just like spewing out ideas at you, I cannot imagine how much of a tornado that is. Yeah. What about this? Oh, no, do this. And this for an actor to step up and say, I have this idea. What about this? Because just to sort of give them the space to like pull from their experience, which was amazing because it kind of narrows down my Mm -hmm. brain a little bit in a good way. They know what they're doing. They know what they want to like give to us. And I'm willing for them to show me what they want to give yeah and take that in um which i guess is how it goes anyways yeah i just know like i think acting is so crucial to just any script um and even in acting class that i've taken a lot of directors people that are in the class they say i want to be a director so i need to understand how to talk to actors i need to take an acting class bad it was a great experience i think um but even if the actor has an idea and they say i want to give it like this Mm -hmm. that hurts nothing we have the coverage of that even if we don't like it we have we can't say that we didn't try it you know and um taylor laughs at us because we just get so impressed with the smallest things yeah but it's i it's really just i see people hone into what they know yeah and it impresses me so much yeah and just like oh my gosh courtney stepping into whatever she does that impresses me because i know i couldn't deliver yeah. or i think i couldn't deliver it like that i don't want to say i know i couldn't but yeah I don't um know. cashier <laughs> a cashier though yeah um yeah and for us to make last minute changes to the script oh and God. we we didn't exactly loop all of the actors in on those changes and so for them to kind of it was literally a day before adapt yeah so well and so quickly um it's really a testament to them i was so impressed um we had to our original script had twins in it and we thought that the gates of heaven were opening up when these twins we casted them we were relying on them not no no hard feelings because it ended up so great happens last minute it was like oh sorry we can't do it so day before our shoot date we're scrambling or even morning of morning of morning of we had to call up heath and thank yep. god for him he bolted over yeah. to this hotel that we were shooting at under the impression he would be a pa yeah. he would be holding boom and i call him and i say could you deliver one line? Which he he did more than one line, um, but I just think that's just the joy of student filmmaking. Things fall through at the last minute. I think we acted on our feet. Well, um, of course you want the plan A to work, the plan yeah. B to work, but then you get all the way to plan I don't know V Z. Z, and you just have to hope and pray. Yeah. But whatever, whatever I was out there listening to my calls worked. Yeah. Um, how did you feel being a director? In watching the footage back, I... Obviously, you're always going to cringe at hearing your voice or seeing yourself on screen, but I think I articulated my vision somewhat. I think you were so good because being there with you who... I just can't even believe, like, you just took such a leading role. And then Taylor. Oh, yeah. 
Taylor who knows exactly what she's doing um, and communicating with and us. And she's not so afraid well. to say that doesn't work. Oh, and I'm grateful for that. It's a, Yes. I want that. Yes. I want somebody like that so badly to, who's not going to sugarcoat anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sarah, who's so good at so organizing. Efficient. Yeah. I just, you know, I think I kind of felt like, I think they know what they're doing. Yeah. So let me just, not necessarily step back, but it's just so many powerhouses. There's a lot of toes to be stepped on. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to be there. I think I was there to just like give the thumbs up or literally just be confused, Uh which is fine. And there has to be a person that is like at the end of the line after it's gone through everyone and say... That's good by me. Because or... I know what I wanted. You guys were so good at yeah. the whole tango of the day. Yeah. I, it's, I, well, I guess in hindsight, it worked. But in the moment, my brain was kind of like my closet that we're sitting in right now. There's just so many different things. Yeah. And it's all happening at once. And yeah. there's no organization whatsoever. But... I think it came through and maybe I just had to talk out, talk through those ideas with the actors and maybe it didn't make sense, but it it translated. Having co-directors is also such a scary thing Yeah. because if you have two people be saying, I want this, no, I want this, I think this would be better. Just having that all day would be so tiring. you listen to, yeah. I did not want to have that happen. Yeah, and I don't think... I think just going into it knowing that we had such a clear vision yeah. with the script and, like, cohesive vision, um, I don't think we volleyed that much. No. Like, when it came to, know this, know that, know this. Yeah. I think it was pretty Because we wrote the script. Oh, I don't know if we mentioned this, but it was our script from Production Basics. From screenwriting. Oh, from screenwriting. Yeah. Um... Last spring, we wrote the script, um, and we were really proud of the script. Yeah. And, and we didn't know how it would translate no. to a five-minute... Well, this was written as a pilot, but we str- we changed it to a short film. Of course, when you're on set, you make cuts, and I think the cuts that we made made a lot of sense. Yeah. Of course, we were overly ambitious going into it, but that's I think you have to do that to then strip it back to what it needs to be. Uh-huh. And I think... The script in its ori- the original iteration of the script, it really only made sense to us because mm-hmm. we knew what was coming next when it came to the series. Yeah. I mean, so, it made sense as a fake pitch to a fake studio. Yeah. And that was the assignment. Yes. But then you, we go to another class, another professor, another group of people who have never read this before. Mm-hmm. And trying to explain like, oh, this is a season one pilot. Yeah. No. Just wait. It'll make sense. Yeah. But like, what are we waiting for? That's not yeah. going to happen. But, um... I don't know. And also the changes we made were a a lot of different contributing factors went into like just the change we made because we didn't know the geography of the of the lobby hotel lobby that we would be filming. We shot at the Howard Johnson on Broad. Shout out. I that was like the luckiest. Yeah. The general manager, Pete, an angel. We got a free hotel room. And, all day well people did think we were shooting a porno but that's okay we had a sex doll we so. did have a sex doll it was kind of if you just glanced at us from the hallway it yeah. would have been a scary sight especially when there was 
mm, children across from us. Um, but yeah, the Howard Johnson, that, that was our home for the day. Yeah. It went well. And there were a lot of... They kind of just let us treat it like a playground, which you cannot ask for something better for a shooting location because I was working on another film and they just felt like they were intruding on the space. Like someone breathing on your neck. Yes. And that I think is very, it puts the pressure on you. Because you're already frustrated. You're already kind of stressed. Am I doing this right? And then for an outside Also afraid of looking like, looking stupid in a space where other people are. Yeah. We're students. We're student filmmakers. You should know what you're doing. Yeah. It shouldn't take five hours, you know? Like, you shouldn't be doing all these takes. But I just think... But it also was an interesting sort of, like, example of how film and filmmakers, student filmmakers, are seen Mm -hmm. from an hour perspective. Because we have been... We talked to different people at Howard Johnson, and they said, oh, yeah, you could film back here for about yeah. a few minutes, just a few minutes. And it's like, we're not we're not making a TikTok, ma'am. Yeah. And if, at that point, it's not like you're going to show her the shot list and yeah. say, no, actually, this is estimated to take three yeah. hours. But to have people trust you in the slightest yeah. is really validating, even though we're kind of just running around yeah. a hotel. We're just running around with our sex doll, and we're just... We have a mime there. We have... Hold for customer. Yeah. Hold for customer. It was... It it couldn't have gone any better, though. Yeah. And just... They really respected the fact that we were doing it. We were behind the desk. Yeah. I mean, we tried our best to not yeah. be nuisances, uh-huh. which I think we did a good job of. Yeah. But, of course, when you have... What was it? Seven? Seven or eight. Seven yeah. 20-year-olds in a lobby. Antics and Sue. Bringing in lunch to yeah. the lobby. Just yeah. Setting up camp in the lobby. And a very small lobby yeah. at that. Um, I don't know. I think I was really scared going into it that I, I was planning for everything to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, which you kind of have to do. Yeah. And I think that was... And I'm we didn't do it perfectly. And no. But it didn't go... Pre-production, Perfectly. I think I learned a lot. Yeah. You really have to envision the geography, yeah. your actors, everything. Yeah. There's so many unknowns that you have to just kind of hop over, jump mm-hmm. around, and make them knowns in your brain. And then you get there, and it's like, nope, this is actually not going to work, and we have to change this up. But that's I think that's all about it, being flexible. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. And it it was... I mean, since the script felt like it was just an extension of us, I... I... Oh, yeah. Thought I it mean, would be harder to X stuff out and be yeah. like, no. Like, no, I want yeah, that in yeah. there. But it... At that point, you really just want it to make the most sense. Not confusing. Because other people are watching this. This is not for us. This yeah. is for other people. Well, of course it's for us because we're making it. Death but... of the author. <laughs> We write it, and then it enters into Once an audience. Once we gift our baby to the audience. Yeah, we have no say. Yeah. If they don't understand it, then it's like, well... We just have to know... We understand it, and we ex- yeah. execute it to the best of our ability. And to have people, like, question it... Like, our editor and DP was good at being 
asking us what the vibe is, what we want from it. Constructive questions. Yes. And I think that made us a little bit insecure. Yeah. And definitely me because I'm like, oh, this is this not coming across in the script? Yeah. Are we just going in the totally wrong direction with this? But then somebody else will come and be like, I totally get this. And it just makes you feel good in all ways to answer those questions, but Mm -hmm. also, I guess, be confirmed that you made something that reads. Or to even get just a little giggle at a joke you wrote is like so affirming Mm -hmm. in a in a crazy way um i just know that it doesn't matter if all else goes wrong if you just like if you can know what i meant if you understand where i was coming from and you respect that i don't know it was just really affirming in that way like which makes me just it, it kind of allows me a little clarity mm-hmm. on of what I want to do oh, and yeah. like I just really enjoy writing I think for both of us the bottom line making people laugh is yeah paramount yeah and even in anything serious it's like how can I get a joke in here yeah and I just you... I bristle at any sort like self-serious yeah. type I, I just in a way, I guess you could say it's falling back on comedy, but... It is easy, but it's not. It's it's it, it's easy to write a script that is a comedy, but it's not always easy to make it funny. Yeah. You know? Like, I think it's easy to write comedy, but it doesn't matter if, if they're not, like, original or sort of a different I, take on it. I can imagine, like, the characters that we end up writing, it's always they just make the situation comedic yeah and i think that's how we go through life yeah because having a brooding like self-serious character Uh seems so boring to me yeah and you can have even the serious people they come as a comedic element because it's like why are you taking things so seriously in this life you don't belong in this universe Yeah. yeah Um, I guess that is sort of, draws a sort of a parallel to just us as people. Yeah. Um, and just like figuring out where you fit, you know, for so many people in the major, I think they've known they want to be directors. Mm -hmm. They've known they want to be cinematographers, but just that soul crushing question of like, what do you want to do? Yeah. And how do you fit in this giant monolith of a system yeah but there's so many outlets in there yeah and just i don't know i just enjoyed being there it was like is being there not enough is like existing there in the space creating something Mm -hmm. i the label was sort of I, i don't know if i realize that i have a big future as a director but i enjoyed it oh yeah you know i like telling people what to do mm-hmm. i i love like acting i'm really good at giving my opinion which is and finally you can without any like pushback as a director i think yeah I... um 
I don't know. I moving forward, what do you think? I don't know. My mom my mom tells me, I see you sitting at a fancy restaurant in New York with with um high up people telling them what to do. And I was like, mm, I don't know about that, mom. You're talking to Fran Leibowitz. And you're all the great minds. Oh yeah. Fran <laughs> right. the greatest mind of all. Yeah. Um, um no, I I don't know. I, I I can't go out there and say, I want to be a director, because I don't think that's true. Yeah. Would you say that? I, TBD. Yeah, I think everything is TBD for both of us. And it's also, it's crazy to think, just by saying it, that therefore it will happen. So it's, yeah, sure. So scary. I will be a director. I I think I want to be a director. Then how do you make it happen? It doesn't, there's a, there's a some sort of line between first you got to be a gen z coordinator for a yeah internship i have to be a consultant on what gen z's the language that they speak first um i don't know just put me i need to just get somewhere and allow myself i would like to to put in the work at a at a below yeah. Below the line. I'm not above below the line. Yeah. You know? Our, what, what's his Department title? head. Department head is very big on you start above the line. Below the line is below you. Yeah. And if you're listening, all love. All love. You're awesome. But I just think the culture is changing. Yeah. And as media is just evolving i think that it becomes less of the a lines are blurred thing why do we have to have the big guys telling the little guys telling the literal little littler guys i yeah that sort of trickle down i just i don't think that works in media i mean it, obviously it's working but it's working in a scary way yeah when the conglomeration is happening yeah. and when it's there's going to be one source. It's just this giant cow that they're milking and milking and yeah. milking. Um, but I think, ugh, not to say we're the next generation, but seriously, I don't think anybody wants to be a part of this. I think we want to be part of something more personal. Populist sort of utilitarian yeah i think i mean i'm sure this has been the desires of so many generations before us but i really think i don't know i have hope that we see it in a different way yeah like we've seen the rise and fall and rise and fall and rise and fall of so many different we're in the streaming era we're in the tiktok era what's next because do- nothing lasts more than, I don't know, I feel like there's a seven-year cycle for things. Yeah. Where it's completely obsolete. Uh-huh. In technology, in reception, anything like that. Yeah. And we just have to work with it. But there comes a point where we're the people that are that. We're the adults. And the fact that we are exactly one year since the drop of ChatGPT. <laughs> one year... Yeah. And not to get all <laughs> predictive about yeah. things, but I, it's terrifying. What's already happened yeah. in this short amount of time. Where, to give 
I don't know if we're, I'm listening in the future to give context. SAG strike just ended. Writer strike just ended. We're on the brink of. It seems like we're on the brink of some changes, but you can never tell. I mean, it could be empty promises. You yeah. never know until. I mean, the executives, we look to them and beg, and yeah. it's collective bargaining is powerful, but we've realized that it's not sustainable. You can't sustain that for so long when people's lives are in the balance, you know? Yeah. And if only if, if the jobs that are profitable are only the biggest ones. Yeah. Like you said, it's not sustainable at all. Yeah. And that's just a product of the huge conglomerization and the merging of so many different things. Mm -hmm. I think I... it's a scary thought to I do think indie media yeah is that's I think what we both want to do both of us are headed that way I feel but indie media is becoming so much more important yeah reception wise to a point where it's not necessarily indie anymore that's what yeah but you get the same sentiments the same practices the same genuineness yeah. And I hope to... For how long? Yeah. I hope to go in that direction. But you can never tell. You kind of... It's kind of just a giant ocean, and you get swept away in a current. Yeah. But I guess we'll find out. To think of A24 as indie... I know. It's well, wild. Well, I think they're doing a great job in their growth. Yeah. Because now they're this giant production house. Yeah. And... But... Does that, I mean, I, the definition of indie. Oh, yeah. I'm saying that indie, as its its connotation, yeah. is changing. Because you say indie film, of course that means it's... Art house. Yeah. It's like grassroots. Yeah. Done by the people, like the same people who are just putting in all their efforts. Yeah. Like student. It's yeah. like student filmmaking. So, A24 now, you say indie film... And I think the connotation is just a really good artsy film. Yeah, with money behind it, yeah. with lots of donors and yes. lots of money. It's all, yeah. And I'm asking, how do people get the funding? How do you get the trust from people to just put money in a film? And I guess it's just people are willing to just yeah put trust in that. If they see, I mean, not to be super if they have dollar signs in their eyes, if yeah. they see an idea and they want to support it, I mean... There are invisible <clears throat> money ghost way that we cannot see that yeah. just make the world go around. And I don't know if I want that superpower. <laughs> they ha- they can have that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'll just be sh- shooting my little indie film, yeah. my little twin <laughs> comedy, yeah. surrealist comedy. Sitcom. Yeah. And Howard Johnson. Yeah. Motel. Um, I don't know. I really... I did have a lot of fun, though. Oh, yeah. And in... I, I don't know. I it's, think it, before that, before getting on set, it's always, ooh, what's gonna happen? And to say, oh, I can't wait until we wrap. Oh, it was it was me being like, tomorrow's gonna be so much fun. Tomorrow's gonna be so much fun. Just literally trying to convince myself yeah. not to be Reverse anxious. Reverse psychology. And it was so much fun. It was stressful. Yeah. It was tiring, but it was so rewarding to put these clips together and premiere. 
<laughs> and yeah. just see how it works. And you, it's almost, ma- it was just magic before our yeah. eyes were s- just gasping. And, yeah. It, and it's what we did, yeah. you know? Like, it's, filmmaking, I'm, it felt so far from me. Yeah. That's why I think I was not fully in it. Like, I came to college undecided. I was, what were you saying to me yesterday? I was Emily's. Yeah, you were Emily's undecided roommate. That was me. That was her title. In his brain. Now I'm Emma, co-director of... Emma, the other half of Wit's brain. You're not Emily's undecided roommate anymore. Because I just realized if I'm, if I'm not going to do it, that's going to suck and I'm just going to regret it. Yeah. Because it's the thing I love most. I'm, I, through this podcast, I'm, I'm indulging in it, but if I wasn't doing this, I don't know what I would be doing. But, it, yeah, it is funny, though, just how we're programmed that you weren't, you didn't do something that you really wanted to do because yeah. you were scared until you were forced to do it for a class, Yeah, you know? I think just being, us being programmed of, oh, this deadline is coming, I have to submit yeah. a project, I have to turn this paper in, I have to do something because at school before that was just take this take this thing take this turn this all this stuff in get a grade you're done yeah so i was like oh i'm really capable of doing all Uh this doing it well but now i have to decide what i like yeah what i want to do no way i can't do that that Mm -hmm. would be tying myself down but i think that for both of us media is not tying yourself down because there's so much to it every single story is told through media. Yeah. I mean, what we hope to do. Right. We hope to have the voices that can tell stories and people who trust in those voices. And just something... I just, with everything going on, media, media is taboo, like a taboo word, I feel. Um, But it doesn't have to be what we think Mm -hmm. media. It's literally anything. Mm Mm-hmm. And it could, like, it may seem trivial and not necessary to create silly stories or fictional things or, like, beautiful, creative things. But you can't find that release anywhere else. You know, like, you can't find that sort of escape. Mm -hmm. I mean, any, I think we're at a time and the culture that we need to we have to look to like social media and things like that and that's becoming so out there yeah and there's so much reward and risk in that yeah because it's like you're so closely connected to things because you're it's just the creator yeah is running the account or the creator is just almost a character within because i don't know just social media really has Obviously, it has changed the way, like, art and... Now you see a, like, mm, I'm going to go with Bottoms as an example of this. Everybody who was involved in making that has, like, everybody jumps on that as, oh, we love, we love um, Emma Seligman. We love Rachel Sennett. We love... Io Debris. Yeah. yeah. And their characters and their real lives become so... Yeah sensationalized Mm -hmm. which is awesome but the intertwining is interesting to watch yeah because for them to exist as 
I think before they were all sort of, I know like Rachel and Io, they've been comedians. They've been like famous on Twitter. They've been yeah. like sort of. Well, they also started out writing partners as, yeah. I mean, uh, they were Emma at NYU. And Rachel, yeah. yeah. And I just, to understand like moving forward, how they exist, um, how you along, exist alongside your art mm-hmm. is interesting. Well, now Martin Scorsese is like, why is he TikTok famous? Yeah. It's, it's it's funny. It's cool. It's funny. It's. I think it makes films a lot more approachable. Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, there's, it's like low culture and high culture. I it, think mm. it's, they're sort of reaching some sort of like mean, like some sort yeah. of middle ground in a weird way um that's true in a way that i don't know has happened in in pre in prior history i just everything is so much more accessible now Mm -hmm. and i I just i don't know if the distinction is going to matter that much longer Mm -hmm. i think um because we've already had our Hitchcock. We've already had Godard. We've already had these people. Yeah. Let's just see what... Throw shit at the wall. See what happens yeah. now. Give them a TikTok account. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, put a real housewife in... Like, I don't know. Put a real housewife in, like, the blockbuster of the century. Yeah, or Barbie. Or whatever. Barbie was... I just... Everyone was in Barbie. Yeah. It was the anyone and everyone and it was the highest grossing movie of the year yeah i mean if the movie felt like a party i think that was her goal greta gerwig's goal yeah so i just wonder like where something like that would fall yeah i think the bottom line is make things you want to make yeah make things together you gotta be afraid yeah but love the process no matter how hard it is diamonds are made under pressure yeah i i mean so much of it is thinking that you can't do it yeah and convincing yourself i said for so long i'm not a film major i'm not a film major i don't want to do that we're making films but i enjoyed it so much and i i just there's a lot of convincing yourself and talking yourself off the ledge um and then you do it and you're saying okay okay the next hurdle is going to be showing this to people. Yeah. But that's just We'll part. get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> True. After that. I think we are on our way to doing the things that we yeah. want to. And that's... I think we've done. We've done we've it. We've started. done things that we wanted yeah. to. Believe it or not. And like, who's going to stop us? I mean... Besides our own minds. Yeah. That's truly it. Inner saboteurs. Yep. I don't know. I'm proud of us. I really am. And I think we work so well together. Obviously, we knew that. Yeah. But I don't know. I. It's a relief. I'm just so thankful. Like, not to get sappy. Okay. Thankful for you. (laughs) Thankful for your work. You know, it's so mutual. It's so mutual. Yeah. So much love in the world. Yeah. There's also hate. <laughs> There's also hate. There's a lot of hate in the world. 
But there's but also a lot of hate, love. That's what I say. Isn't hate kind of the same as love? Being so obsessed with something yeah. that you put your energy towards it. Love me or hate me, it's still an obsession. Yeah. I think any sort of intense emotion, I think they're closer than you think. Because mm-hmm. you bring yourself to feel these things. But I don't know what that <laughs> I don't know Sorry. where that was going. But yeah, no, I love you a lot and I'm so thankful yeah. to you. For you. Love us or hate us. <laughs> you're still listening. Yes. And that's where the cookie crumbles. <sighs> dun, dun, dun. Join me again for full-length episodes with a new guest every time. I hope you're as excited as I am. Come find Industry Wannabe on Instagram at Industry Wannabe for behind-the-scenes updates and more. Let's talk media. Let's talk media.